0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Hedgewa, the Home Educating Family Association and the publishers of Dear Magazine. You can find them online at hedgewa.com. This is Homeschooling in Real Life to go. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life Podcast. This is
1: Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel.
0: On the Homeschooling IRL Podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch, and this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode seventy-two of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast: Teens and Social Media. Yeah. So, I <laughs> hope people are already liking
2: this one. <laughs> I like, I like yeah, you. Yeah, you like that. That's it's lame. True. Yeah. So, hey,
1: what do you? What uh, social media platforms are you on, Fletch?
0: I'm on. Oh uh, man, Facebook. I was going to say Fletchbook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can you Imagine
0: how bad Dude. Fletchbook would be. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> be like full of sarcasm <laughs>
1: and coffee
0: yeah so i'm on facebook twitter i love twitter that's yep. like one of my favorites okay and you know i know people love instagram i just can't get into it
1: i'm really surprised because you're kind of a photo guy
0: okay so my best
1: instagram account is
0: yeah. betty the surf dog so my dog has her own instagram and her own <laughs> oh, twitter feed. right
1: yeah. She has her own webpage. She's probably going to get followers now that you said that.
0: Yeah, so go like Betty the Surf Dog on Instagram or on Twitter.
1: She updates all the
0: time. She does typically the same thing. It's like
1: oh Betty in a sunset, out for a morning walk. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So yeah, how about you? What are you on?
1: Oh, too many.
0: She's on like everything.
1: Yeah, because you know of the blogging thing and the blah, blah, blah. So, I'm I'm where my teens are.
0: Yeah, and this show is coming based on a question that you wanted to tackle. You were the one that really wanted to do this one. Okay. Because uh, (laughs) I don't remember. We had a listener that wrote in. Do you have her email? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Shauna wrote and asked uh, essentially, how do you navigate all of this? Because she has a teenage son who asked for social media accounts, and, you know, how do you do this? While sort of monitoring, not sort of, but really monitoring what's going on, what they're doing, communicating the implications of stupidity, <laughs> social media, you know. Wow, um,
0: that seems like it could be its own hashtag. Uh, implications, implications of, of stupidity, stupidity
1: <laughs> on Facebook, no, and Twitter, and Snapchat, <laughs> and Instagram, and Tumblr, and Periscope, and you know, really, it's a, it's those are great questions, including her question about grace, like how do you do this and not communicate that you don't you don't trust your team
0: all right yeah so we're gonna dive into this one because this is real and practical. this is something right now and you know a lot of our listeners have little kids i found you notice that a lot of people that write in they're like yeah i'm just starting homeschooling right right i'm just on the cusp of homeschooling well hey for those of you that have been in the trenches and you're trying to figure out the social media thing we want to dive in with you tonight and we're not an expert on this one you know we're just going to share what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're yeah, just and,
1: and you might disagree and you might choose different things for your family as you should. You know, it's your family. Um, but it might just help you think through some things and maybe sort some stuff out. You think we're going
0: to get some negative feedback on this one? Always. Haters going to hate. Hashtag haters going to hate.
1: Shake it off. <laughs> Shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So, that was current pop music. Not good. Oh,
0: wow. So um, we're... It's funny. I'm just thinking, like in my dental office, the haters are going to hate every day because we just nobody likes going to the dentist. But we have crazy music in our office. We're playing the new current one. Like the music I can't feel my face. you (laughs) heard that song. People love it when I play it at the office. So um, Um, so all I
1: know is our eight-year-old loves Uptown Funk, and that's pretty much.
0: So our eight-year-old. This (laughs) speaking about kids and social media. It wasn't social media. He Uptown Funk danced
1: yes. mm-hmm. with
0: your phone uh-huh. in yeah. his hand. He did like right. a selfie dance. Yeah, I
1: know. I saw it on my phone. And then
0: <laughs> he texted it to all of his brothers <laughs> and
1: sisters. Right, from my phone. Yeah. yeah from, hey, guys, look what yeah, I did. From, from right. the eight-year-old
0: to like right. college kids. I out of state. It was right. great.
1: Yeah, and they're all just like, oh man, that kid.
0: Yeah, why do you have mom's phone? That's like what everybody's texting back. Why do you have mom's phone? So, uh, phone we're gonna down.
1: we're gonna make this a quick
0: episode. What we're gonna do is we're gonna sit down with our teenagers. So, we're gonna get uh, three of them. It doesn't matter what numbers they are, but in fact, they're three, four, and five. They're okay. our 18-year-old, our 16-year-old, and our 14-year-old. Okay. Jack, Abby, and Caroline. And we're gonna talk to them and have a real discussion. So, What's us uh, take the freight and the right to them? You know, we've loved the support and the sponsorship we've received from Hedgewa the Home Educating Family Association, and are the publishers of Family Magazine. I've spent some time recently with the founder and editor of Family Magazine, Rebecca Kelleher, and I had the chance when I got her on the line to ask her just why we need another homeschool magazine. You know, Rebecca, it's 2015, and I'm wondering with everything available on the internet and blogs and, you know, podcasts like we do, why is it that uh, homeschoolers still need a magazine? Why do you think they still need a magazine?
3: a few reasons. One, they need to take a break at least 15 minutes every day and read something. And we hope that reading is something encouraging and also uh, sparks uh, a level of thinking that they might not do when they're relating to two and three-year-olds all day. Secondly, stay up with what's what's currently going on in homeschooling. You know, what new products are out there. And as well, just, just to challenge them.
0: You know, the byline for family magazine says no cookie cutter answers only current and practical homeschool advice is that how your team of homeschool moms that put this magazine together approaches every issue
3: we do not believe that in the christian life that God gave us cookie-cutters to become like. We are not Stepford Wives, we are homeschooling moms. And as such, each family should deal with each child, each struggle, each challenge, each uh, gift, in a way that is unique to their family, that will build their family culture, that will encourage their child to be what God has chosen them to be. So no, no cookie-cutters. It's, what does this look like for your home and your family and your child? There's no cookie-cutter answers. What we want you to do is think through what you're doing, how you're doing it, and should you be doing it.
0: Well, it's good to see that you're not really passionate about this topic at all. (laughs) I don't
3: like – I really don't like it when somebody comes to a homeschool mom. And I see this at conventions. I see this online. And they say, if you want success, follow A, B, and C – And I say, success is not A, B, and C. Success in my home might be A, W, and Y. I don't know. Only God knows. And so, uh, and then the disappointment that comes when you've put all of your eggs in the basket of A, B, and C, and then your family crumbles later on, but you did the formula, and it doesn't work. And you could say that for parenting. You could say that for marriage. You could say that for homeschooling. There's no formulas.
0: Hey, folks, that's real life. And that's why we love partnering with Hedua and why we think you'll love Family Magazine. Head on over to hedua.com, that's H-E-D-U-A.com, or just click through the graphic in today's show notes and check out Family Magazine. Good practical advice for Christian homeschoolers. All right, so we're back, and we are in the studio cramped. So one thing our listeners need to know is that we are recording this session late at night prior to a week's family vacation because we're going to be gone when the show comes out. Right. So we wanted to get it done beforehand. So we've asked our three teenagers. We have uh, Caroline, Abby, and Jack with us in the studio, and we're talking about social media from a letter that was written. Do you want to read any of the questions? you want to start there?
1: Yeah, so the gist is that Sean is just asking, look, we have a 15-year-old. He's wanting to be on social media. We enjoy social media. We don't, we are not going to say no. You know, we want this to be a part of what life is right now. Um, But how do we navigate some of the trickier issues? And so her questions were, you know, how do we regulate it? What do we allow them to be on? Um, How do we let them kind of stretch their character muscles, you know, and maybe make some foolish mistakes, but also, you know, not want to go there. How do we just? How do we do this whole social media thing with our teens?
0: Yeah, and so one of the questions she asked is that not all social media platforms are the same, right? And I like the way she framed it. She said Facebook is like a swim party at the Fletcher's house, whereas Snapchat is like a house party without any parents around. <laughs> yeah. So and then do you let your kids go to the the house party? Yeah. So before we get started, let me introduce our kids one at a time. So let's start with Caroline. Tell us um, how old you are, and then what social media platforms are you on right now?
4: I'm Caroline. I'm 14, and I'm on Instagram and Snapchat, and I think that's it.
0: All right.
5: I'm Abby. I'm 16. I'm on Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and that's it.
1: That's it? It's <laughs> a long list.
0: All right.
2: I'm Jack. I'm 18. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat.
0: Yeah, and if you don't know, Jack is the one that just got back from Europe that we've been talking about. So, And he's the one that looks like Jesus. So you look for him. What's your hashtag on... For Twitter, it's like hashtag looks like Jesus, (laughs) hashtag looks like Flynn Rider. So, all right. So, our question. Let's. Where do you want to start this?
1: Well, I wanted to say it's funny because you mentioned him being in Europe, but part of that is you know we we communicated largely with Jack on social media while he was in Europe. So, you know, pictures on Instagram, posts on Facebook, things like that. It's a great tool. It really is. We want to start by saying we don't think social media is evil.
0: So do we have any rules when it comes to social media? Um, Are we have age-related issues? You can't be on social media until a certain age?
5: It's more of like when you think we're mature enough to be on social media. I don't know. So 25, 30 So I don't think... Well, (laughs) teasing. Obviously not. But I don't feel like there's an age technically okay it was with facebook at first
0: yeah so there we had an age originally now how about um transparency what is the what is the rule about what you post are we allowed to enter in any of your devices yes okay so what device do you have you have computer i have a
5: computer and a phone but the computer is school regulated so i'm not allowed it doesn't allow me on any social media or anything or I any like site, your school, or any sites that are bad, <laughs> yeah. Or and any sites at all.
0: Same for you, Jack. It's just a phone. Yeah, Jack just has a phone. Caroline, phone and school computer. Yeah. So um, we will regularly come and ask you for your device. Yeah. To look through it.
5: You look through my texts and my.
0: Well, we see what well, you publish, and then on you see me- all of my
5: social media
0: because we are in all of the worlds that you're in. Yeah. Except for Snapchat, we'll get to that one later. Well, I mean, we don't see everything they do on Snapchat.
1: Yeah, you can't. That's true, and we can talk about Snapchat yeah, we'll get back separately. To that later. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Jack, let's go with you. Um, as far as uh, violating, you know, when we asked to see your phone, what is that? Is that a good thing? A bad thing? Do you feel like you're hiding things? Like you're the guy in this conversation? Um, do you feel like you shouldn't be doing this? Because I'm 18. I'm 17 years old. Or do we have a level of transparency in our family where we don't hide things i mean what i'm getting at is have we always been a transparent family we didn't spring this on you at one point like you've known that from the beginning
2: yeah i've known that from the beginning
0: yeah so this is you're not shocked if mom or i come up and say hey can we see your phone no not at all okay
1: and that goes both ways like you guys could check mine and dad's i mean you really could
0: they don't want to check our phone because <laughs> they're afraid of what they might see between you and me. We did well, send speaking them. Speaking of, yeah, I was gonna say week. we had a Snapchat this week. Was no. wasn't that a good Snapchat? No. Oh, we, we recorded. There's a lot Snapchat. of mumbling
1: over here in the studio about that Snapchat where you and I were kissing each other and yeah, sent and it to all our kids. It.
0: I liked how, like, within minutes, we heard <laughs> groans from the hallway. We're gonna use
5: Snapchat to do stuff. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jack, her question specifically was about a son feeling like he, his, he was not being trusted. So has that ever been, you know, as a guy, is that a guy thing to sort of feel like, oh, my parents don't trust me? Or has that been an issue for you?
2: Um, I think that that can be an issue um, when you feel like you have every reason to be trusted, but um, your parents don't feel the same way. But in fact, (laughs) I'm just
1: thinking, I'm like, dude,
0: (laughs) there's some times when maybe you haven't been so trustworthy. (laughs) All right. So we're back. We had to take a break there because we laughed so hard at Jack's answer about being trustworthy because uh, I don't think we've had 100% success with every kid doing things perfect in our house. No. Nor are we perfect. Right. And I wanted to take a break just for a minute to say, I like Jack's answer. You know, we all think that we're super trustworthy, mm. but there is a level of humanness here where we say, well, you are a teenager. Yeah. And we, we sometimes need to set up what we call guardrails. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're free to drive down this mountain, but here are the guardrails on the sides of the roads. And mom and dad are going to jump in occasionally and ask what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me ask you, Jack, really pointedly, um, do we do this often with you? Not really. We never really ask you to surrender your phone. No. But the idea is they can always do that. I just thought of another one here, and it was with my big boys specifically, and sometimes with Abby and Caroline. But that's an overuse of Netflix, which isn't social media, Mm. but it is a phone and computer-based thing where it can engulf their world same thing that's another one we have access to accounts where hey what have you been watching
1: yeah well gosh i know so many adults who are addicted to netflix so you know why it's not going to be a problem with teens of course it is you know it's something that sucks us all in especially if you're binge watching some show you've just gotten into
0: all right let's go to caroline because she's a brand new in this whole gig um Caroline, uh, you maintain multiple accounts on devices, yeah. and you are the first Fletcher kid that like has no problem putting themselves out there. Young girl, 14 years old, um, what are the guardrails we've put up for how people can approach you? If people want to friend you on devices, is it just carte blanche? You friend everybody that has to be your friend? No. No.
4: Usually if they're... Um, they're private or whatever, you just block them. Or if they're weird or inappropriate accounts, you block them.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about your Snapchat account because you came to me and begged me for a Snapchat account a couple of months ago. And that's primarily because your siblings were on it and sending each other fun stuff and whatnot. And so what did I say to you?
4: That they don't disappear. They don't just disappear. They're always out there.
1: Okay, and so then prior to getting that Snapchat account, what did I make you do?
4: Write a two-page essay on the good and bad of Snapchat.
1: Yes, homeschooling mom. <laughs>
0: did you do it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we yeah. we read through it. And what we did was we engaged her mind and said, hey, before you just jump into this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we want you to think through this decision.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's the, that's the thing with anything on social media. Stop and think about what you're putting out there, right? Because you guys know this stuff doesn't disappear you leave a trail and there are things when i was 14 caroline that i am so happy the world does not know (laughs) that i said or did or right and so it's just about being a little wise about whatever a lot wise about what you're putting out there right Mm -hmm. okay
0: so let's start one at a time i want to hear pitfalls this writer wrote in and said our 15 year old wants to be on all of this what are the warnings what are the guardrails that we should be talking about
5: uh, I think a lot of the times when I'm tweeting or Facebooking, not so much Facebooking cause I don't really do that, but tweeting, I make sure I'm not adding like my home address or my school on there or, or posting things that my, f- like of my friends that could hurt them too. Like posting photos that, of them that they wouldn't want on social media or things that they said Because that's like a big, I think that's a big one too, that it's not so much. Sometimes you don't have to do those things, but your friends do those things to you. And then now it's on the internet forever because of them. So I try not to be that person to my friends. Yeah. Or on Snapchat, I'm like, I don't want to send that. Like people can screenshot that so easily.
0: So. Hey, Jack, what about you? Have there been any guide rails you put in? You're kind of our least social media of the three of you. Caroline has the full singing Instagram page. Abby's like
1: <laughs> she wants to be followed, yeah,
0: yeah, Abby tweets everything from the office like in real time while she's watching it, <laughs> and we had to beg Jack to put pictures up of Europe when he was traveling, so anything you you've had to govern or have you seen things change as you've matured from being a fifteen fourteen year old up to um, I think that
2: um the biggest thing that's changed is just um the amount of content that I put on social media
0: so frequency, and yeah, yeah, what are your thoughts when you're putting stuff out? are you is it self promotional or is it just commentary on life that 's what I see most from you, like some witty version of life that you see that you share. Either a quote because you like to quote cat. Well, Jack, you also are the one that created the cat account for our family because we have we have the cat Instagram account and the cat Twitter account, right? Yeah, yeah. So we. It's been a long month. We haven't heard from Allie the swag cat all month long. So because Jack updates the cat's Twitter account. Yeah. Um, anything you see from friends where you say, "Oh, that's just ridiculous." Selfies. Selfies. Can we just get that <laughs> off the table? I would tell our listener that that's the one rule. That like you're not allowed to just take selfies over and over again. Caroline, anything from you? Anything you've seen that you've had to do self-governing on? Or choices you've made?
4: With Snapchat, yeah, what I send and who I send it to. Not like I'm sending bad things to people, but... Just making sure that I wouldn't... If I don't want it to be seen by someone else, I'm not going to send it. If I don't want it screenshotted. And... With Instagram, yeah, just not drawing attention to certain things that I wouldn't want, like, drawing attention. Because I see a lot of people drawing attention to, like, parts of their body that, like, in selfies and things, like, just keeping it okay.
1: (laughs) So, you guys, we um, talk about social media being sort of a kind of a cell of what the world is like. And so how does your faith and your own personal walks with Christ inform how you are behaving on social media?
5: Okay, I see a lot of people on Twitter mostly, like whose parents are not on Twitter and in front of their parents are just the perfect little people. But then on Twitter, you see them tweeting and retweeting things that put off a bad image about them because they're trying to look cool In the world or for whatever reason, they're just like all of a sudden they've become a new person on Twitter and...
0: Like an inconsistency then in their faith?
5: Yeah, and I don't want... I watch myself as I'm retweeting things or saying things on social media because I don't want people to think that of me like, oh, she's just pretending or whatever because I don't want people to think I'm pretending about my faith Because I'm not. And so when I see things like that, I have to watch myself and be like, well, is that really what I believe in? Or am I just doing this because I want to be cool in front of all of my friends or whatever?
0: Doesn't – and you can answer this one, Caroline, because I know we just switched the mic. But doesn't social media – it's a self-promotional thing to begin with. So if you're going to promote yourself in a lot of ways – you're going to need to be careful what you're promoting, right?
4: Because
0: mm-hmm. I mean, what you put out there is what people are going to think about you. You may be as sarcastic as you want to be, but people are going to read that and say, "Oh, well, obviously this." I mean, we saw that to some extent with uh, a couple months ago with all the rainbow, you
3: mm-hmm. know, profile
0: updates. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were asking, like, "What's with the profile? What's with the rainbow update?" You know, and and I'm not here to say who and what did that. But, you know, we we saw people doing that and people made huge assumptions. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I just was, I'm standing with my friends or I'm standing for love. It meant a hundred different things. Mm-hmm. But there were some people where it only meant one thing. Mm-hmm. So I think there is, I think what Abby's saying is some some wisdom in, you know, making sure you know what you're putting out there and being very clear about it. Now her friends are being very clear the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So Caroline, did you want to say something?
4: Yeah, I, I just try to watch um, what I post and why I post it. Like also, like say, like don't want to be acting like I'm all cool because I did this or whatever. But sharing it because sharing it because um, I did something that I was happy about or whatever. But not trying to impress anyone that
0: sounds like an issue of pride then just trying to avoid pride so we might be unusual parents but we have decided to be in these worlds yeah i mean if it were my preference i probably wouldn't but i want to be in there because that's where the conversation takes place in our culture right now Mm -hmm. and that conversation shifted a while ago to this new medium called snapchat and it certainly did with our kids and our family and it became an area where they were chatting back and forth, and so again we decided not to ban this from our house, mm-hmm. but you, not me, decided <laughs> to jump into this.
1: Yeah, reluctantly, not because um, I think you know it would be a pitfall, but for me, but because it was just one more thing and like one more place to to divide my time and whatnot. So, and the truth is, like you said earlier. I don't know all of the things my kids are posting on Snapchat or sending to other people or putting out there. Um, but we, we would not have opened that door and said, sure, you can be there um, if we didn't trust these ones who are on them on okay. those platforms um, enough. And that that doesn't mean I don't think my kids are going to do something stupid because I've lived long enough and had enough teenagers now to realize that there are dumb choices made and stupid decisions and, and um, ouch, you know, that hurts them uh, in ways that maybe they didn't realize. It hurts us because, you know, it's like, ugh, you know, I thought we taught you this. Um, but that's life, and that's part of any growing up situation, whether it's social media or a job, or, um, I mean, I can think of all of these stupid things I said in my teen and (laughs) twenties years that I wish I could retract. And I'm so glad nobody heard, you know, or that they don't remember. Um, so, you know, yes, there is a bit of letting go and saying you've got to allow them to get their feet wet. Um, but I think being there also means that I'm part of the conversation with them.
0: Abby, if uh, one last question for each of you. So, Abby, I'll start with you, and maybe we'll go to Jack and then Caroline, but um, if we had decided that, no, we were not going to take part in social media, you couldn't be a part of it, um, would that affect your day-to-day life?
5: Yeah, absolutely, because a lot of my school and church life is just we'll be sitting in a room Snapchatting each other even though we're directly across from each other, and I have... Friends whose parents do not let them on social media, and they either sneak behind their parents' backs and have it, or they, um, we've seen that all
0: over the place. We've, I have have kids that come to our house to get on social media. I think the Fletcher house is not the pool party (laughs) where you can, you know, grab each other under the blankets and be on social media and look up porn. But, you know, we've had kids come here and sneak that way, and that's just not appropriate. Jack, what about you? If And how much is this a part of your life now as far as just practicality? Are you using social media for things other than just social media? And would it be a bummer if it was taken away?
2: I think that um, it, would, it would probably mostly affect me with um, Snapchat and Instagram because those are the two that I use the most. Um, especially Snapchat, because it's, I think it's like the most personal for me. And usually when I'm using it, I only send it to a select number of friends. So I think without having that,
0: I don't know, I probably wouldn't have. You tend to be our more quiet, introverted son. So is social media in some way an outlet for you to communicate with people?
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: So not having that it would be taking away a part of your communication with friends. I mean, that is that is a form of communication that you use regularly. Yes. Yeah. So, again, I I think there's an important statement there is that some people have a little harder shell that they're either choosing not to break out of mm-hmm. or to break out of. Mm-hmm. And some of these social media avenues are ways that you see them express themselves. Like if there was a social... Is there a social media thing for art? Tumblr? Yeah. Where you show your what your skills are. Yeah. Uh, Caroline uses it for music. Um, I just think these are things you should be thinking of. There are outlets for creativity in social media as well. So Caroline, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, if it was taken away from you... Um, this, you're singing, um, what's it called? Singing Instagram. It's Instagram, right? Yeah. That singing thing. That's something you actually engage with people on something you love. Mm-hmm. That's not teenage foolishness. No. I mean, it's actually singing.
4: Yeah. It, yeah. I would lose a lot of like, so, it's, it's something that I love to do and it's a way that I get myself out there and I can talk to other people. Do you do get feedback
0: too?
4: I do. Yeah. On my yeah. comments and everything. Um, and then we not only just post, but we also go into other people and I'm able to see everybody else's talent and then share mine as well. So, okay. Any more questions for him?
0: All right. So breaking away from the kids for a second, there's something you wanted to say. And then afterwards, there's a few things I want to say as well about this topic.
1: Fletch, one of the things that we didn't talk about with our teens is the fact that these relationships forged online are very real to them. Um and I think that's something in a generation gap or in a, a you know, a, a misunderstanding with parents who don't use social media or don't use online communication is that they, they will say, Oh, you know, put down your phone, be with real people or be with, and there is definitely a place for that. I mean, we don't want the phone at meals and we don't, you know, we want our kids to have, um, in real life <laughs> relationships. They're building with people in church, at school, um, in, at places they're working people they're babysitting for, you know, all those things. Um, but, that we need to understand as parents that for these teens, those relationships that they're building or growing on Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram um, are very much real to them. And I know this personally because, as a blogger and a writer and an introvert who has that same Myers Briggs <laughs> as our son Jack, who's you know quiet and introverted, social media is. Um, is a beautiful relationship builder. And I have very meaningful relationships with um, women all over the country because of this. Um, and some I have never met and some I have met and spent you know time with intermittently or once a year at a conference or something like that. But those relationships are every bit as meaningful to me. As the ones um, in my real life. And I am not hiding behind them. You know, I'm still involved in, in real life relationships here in town and at church and in my Bible study and and um and around. But but we need to understand that for these teens, if we're going to belittle them or or take that away from them, um, we're not really going to have the impact we hoped we would by taking it away. We need to learn to walk alongside of them in this, and it might mean you need to get on social media, parent, if you're not.
0: All right, Ken. There's one more thing I want to say before we close this out, and I am just sick of the haters. <laughs> you know, um, there's enough complaining about social media, mm. and you know it's here to stay. And right. I think the the only thing I want to add to this conversation is we decided to jump into it. I mean, I I'm into it for my business, for this podcast. Um, But we decided to get into social media because that's where the conversation was taking place.
1: Well, yeah. Do you remember being on Yahoo Groups? I mean, really? Do we all want to go back to that?
0: Yeah. No, I don't. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, yeah. yeah. And
0: and if the kids are going to be there, they're going to be talking. And I think you're right. I think some parents are going to miss out on the conversation.
1: Well, and we see this with um, an older generation, our own family, who complain about, oh, the texting and the... Well, guess what? We have a relationship with our young adult nieces and nephews because of texting. We have, you know, relationships with people because of social media outlets and constant contact with people that way. Or You know, um, there was a a tragedy in our little tiny town this week with a young boy who was run over by... um, a quad and and passed away this morning and it's all over social media. families praying for him, take them a meal, you know, like this is good stuff, folks. And our teens are wanting to be part of that world. And so jump in and be part of it with them, help them navigate the pitfalls, put up those guardrails, walk alongside with them.
0: Yeah. Nothing to say other than that. Hey, next week we have a little bit of a dilemma. We have a show planned, but there are some details that are preventing it from coming together. So if you would pray with us that we could get everything wrapped up for next week's show, we think you're going to like it. It's, it comes right on the heels of this one as another discussion about older kids. So I'll pray that that gets wrapped up. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight, and we will talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. I just wanted to pop in here at the end. And remind you that if you want to reach us, you can get to us through our website, homeschoolingirl.com. You can send us an email at info at homeschoolingirl.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. Or you can tweet to us at homeschoolirl. Our podcast releases every Monday at 8 a.m. And if you want to skip the work and let our podcast come directly to your podcatcher, head on over to iTunes, and you can subscribe to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, and all the magic will be done for you. We'll pop up on Mondays right after it releases. Hey, when you're there, go ahead and leave a review for us and uh, let us know what you think of the podcast on the iTunes uh, comment board there. You know, that helps our podcast rank. It also helps our podcast reach more people who are searching for podcasts about homeschooling, we would really appreciate if you would go do that for us. We will see you next week with another great show.
1: The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.